Hey there, friends. My name is Tori, and I'm your host of the Take Courage podcast. I'm so glad you have joined me in this corner of the internet today. I'm a Christ follower, high school teacher, health coach, and dog mom. When I'm not teaching, you can find me hiking, drinking coffee, or spending time with friends. My goal for this podcast is for you to leave feeling inspired to take courage in an area of your life, whether that is your job, your health, relationships, passions, or your walk with God. Sometimes it will be just me, and sometimes I will bring others along for the ride. Either way, I hope you leave feeling encouraged to be bolder and more obedient to what God has for your life. Hello. Hi, everyone. Okay, I am really excited for today's episode because it is the first time that I did an interview for the Take Courage podcast. So I'm going to explain to you what you're about to hear, but I also want to explain kind of the bigger picture behind this conversation, but also several other conversations that you're going to be hearing over the next couple of weeks. So I am starting a series called COVID Conversations, and it is going to be focused on exactly what it sounds like, um, talking about the pandemic and how the pandemic impacted people's lives and what their life looks like now because of everything, how they're coping with stress and everything in between. I specifically reached out to women in different seasons of life and I'm so excited for this for many reasons, but mainly because I'm just eager to allow you all to hear from different perspectives that aren't me. So in this series, COVID Conversations, you're gonna be hearing from a teacher, you're gonna hear from a new mom, a wife, uh, a bride, you're gonna hear from a professor, you'll hear from a college student who transitioned from being a senior in college to finding a job and adulting, and there may be other women that I bring on as well, but to preview what you're gonna hear today, you're gonna hear a conversation between me and Brenna. Brenna is a college professor and honestly should start her own podcast because her voice is wonderful to listen to. And so I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Brenna and I. We are talking about how the pandemic impacted her role as a professor. And then we dive into a whole bunch of other great stuff too. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation between Brenna and I. All right. Hey, Brenna, how are you? I am great. How are you doing? I am good. Thank you so much for coming on here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much uh, for having me. You came and spoke to my class, so it's kind of sharing spaces a little bit. Yeah, it's good. Awesome. Cool. Well, uh, what I would love if you can just tell listeners about yourself and kind of what you do and anything in between that you want to share. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, right now I am a college professor. So this is actually my first year as a professor. I started in August. So prior to becoming a professor, um, I was in school. So I went to undergrad. Um, I actually taught for a year. I taught phys ed and then I got my master's and then finally got my uh, PhD before uh, ultimately becoming a professor. And 
throughout all of those various school endeavors, I've always been um, learning uh, and researching, whether it be physical education, exercise, or sports. So now I teach in a kinesiology program. Uh, the courses I teach are predominantly physical education, but I also teach some sports studies courses as well. Wow, that is awesome. I admire you and your ability to go full sense all the way to PhD. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I think I um, questioned my sanity a number of times throughout the uh, throughout the process, but um, it's nice to be on the other end of it. That's for sure. I'm sure. Gosh, awesome. Well, thank you for that. Um, so basically what I kind of want to talk about with you today to kind of segue into this podcast specifically and this episode is uh, I want to hear from you as a professor and the role that you have right now about I'm calling this COVID conversations. And so I would love to hear like where you were when you kind of found out that COVID was about to really shift a lot of things for you. And I know you were kind of, it was like right in the, in the middle of everything. But if you want to just share about that for a little bit, um, cause I'm sure listeners were in a similar situation as you, as far as kind of what their reaction was. Absolutely. Uh, so I was living in Alabama at the time, uh, I got my PhD at Auburn University. And so I was there when uh, chirps about the pandemic started coming. And um, I was actually in the middle of my job search throughout this. So the week before um, Auburn University shut down, I had my interview at, on campus at the university uh, I now teach at. So it was kind of in the middle of me finishing my PhD program uh, working on my dissertation and trying to find a job post grad. Um, so the universe, I, I was in Auburn, uh, get back from my interview, and the university shuts down for three weeks. Wow. Which turns into, I never went back to the university, which is just mind boggling on it, on it honestly. Uh, so yeah, so I was in Auburn and then, uh, when the pandemic actually hit and we shut down, it just didn't make sense for me to be so far away from home, um, to kind of wait it out. So I decided to grab my dog, grab a few things. And, um, I actually came to Pittsburgh. My boyfriend lived, uh, lives in Pittsburgh. So, uh, I came here for what was supposed to be three weeks. And the joke I always tell is that I never left. <laughs> wow three weeks and then it turned into as would you consider it home now yes yeah yeah wow. and I was born I was born in Pittsburgh as well okay. so this was kind of where I was aiming to to end up but uh yeah the pandemic kind of speeded up that process a little bit wow that's crazy so how was the job transition then so because that that was a whole shift also. So how did you end up? Did you were you were you out of a job for a while or what what happened with that? So I want to talk about this transition in kind of like two roles because yeah. when I when I made the transition, like when COVID first hit, I was actually a student. Mm -hmm. Um so I was a student like working on my PhD. Um and then ultimately I do uh, eventually transition into the job that I have now. Um so the job I have now was designed to be remote. Um, I accepted a remote position. Whereas when I was at Auburn and I was a student, I was also a teaching assistant. Mm -hmm. So all of the courses that I was teaching there were not designed to be virtual or not designed to be remote. 
I had students in schools. Like I was supervising student teachers and their practicums. And uh, I was teaching an elementary methods course where the students had to get practicum hours and hands-on experience. And then now what do I do? Um, Yeah. So all of that, all of those opportunities were gone. So Uh, Whereas in my job now, I had all of this time to plan remote instruction. Mm -hmm. Um, I had a week. I had one week to kind of totally transition my course from in-person to to online. And it wasn't, it honestly wasn't the same experience for my students because Mm -hmm. they they couldn't be in schools and they, they couldn't be interacting with children. Uh, so I knew the course wasn't going to be the same quality as it had in the past, but honestly, it was kind of, uh, treading water, do the best that I can in, um, in that moment to get those students through the second half of, uh, of the semester. So from that aspect, it was really challenging. And so I can really, um, like sympathize with teachers who just had to kind of like drop dead in the, in the middle, like what you, I'm sure you had to do is just stop and transition and U-turn essentially. Uh, yes. And so that I, treading water is like the perfect, descri- just trying to stay above water. That mm-hmm. was the goal. That was the goal. Yeah. And it was so like, I, I, it was so incredibly hard. And also I was a student at that time as well. So trying to, I was lucky that I wasn't taking courses. I was at the end of my program. So I was writing my dissertation, um, but that was hard. Uh, when you're on campus, and my advisor is in my face every day being like, what did you do today? What did you do? Uh, I was motivated that way. But when I came home and had to motivate myself to write for hours on end, um, wasn't, I wasn't motivated. And it, and it definitely, like, I, it took me longer than I had wanted it to, to, to wrap up my dissertation. Thank goodness it is done. But uh, that was also a really, really challenging change. Uh, to make and just the turnaround time with like, Hey, I need some feedback. I need a little help. I can't just like go knock on someone's office door. Right. Right. All FaceTime phone calls. And gosh, I didn't, I didn't realize that you were balancing both roles at the same time. Do you feel like because you had that like professor hat on at the same time as a student that you could like really empathize where kids were in that situation, your students that you were working with? Oh, absolutely. Like, sure. I, I think I would say to them over and over again that if this is too much, you let me know. Um, because it was a lot for me. And I can't even imagine uh, being a student uh, during mm-hmm. this time and like being a university student in classes. Right. Like, I was so fortunate that I wasn't taking coursework. And even now, it's carried over very much into um, my job now is that. I encourage my students to take mental health days. Um, I encourage them to communicate with me uh, when something isn't working or when something isn't going well, because again, like they're on camp, my students are on campus. Mm-hmm. However, they're not really allowed to interact with their, their friends and their classmates uh, like I did when I was in, uh, in undergrad. Right. So their college experience uh, has to be so different than the one that mm-hmm. we, that we had and that we were used to. Yeah. Do you teach um, a similar level of university student? Like, do you all do you teach all you know freshmen or how does that work? Are they are they all mixed in? Uh, so yeah, my courses are pretty. I have 
Uh, this semester, I have a 100 level, a 300 level, and two 400 level courses. So I have a good mix of, uh, of students. Last semester, I, I want to say predominantly freshmen and sophomores, uh, which I saw a lot of struggles and issues with freshmen. Yeah. Um, this is their, their first chance, uh, a lot of them to be away from home and um, struggles with mental health uh, mm. and also um, just issues with coming to class mm -hmm. and getting their work done again. Like, but I get that because I had a hard time right. getting my, my work Relatable. done. Relatable. Yes. Yes. yes so, that's so real. Yeah. So, so I, I definitely get it. And I think it's um, kind of softened me up a little bit when it mm -hmm. comes uh, to those types of things. I know um, my, my first year uh, when I was teaching, when I was teaching phys ed, I was a stickler for the rules. And if I said the deadline was today and I said you had to do it then, like this is what it's going to be. And mm -hmm. um, while I do think that has its place um, in the times that we're living in right now in these circumstances, I think it's, uh, it's more important to give students grace and be flexible with them because I need that same flexibility that they do. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah, that's definitely something that I try to continue to do and still hold expectations of them. Mm -hmm. But that grace, just as much as you can give it, it matters. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I want to segue a little bit because you mentioned like having that same flexibility and that grace for yourself. So when all of this went down, how do you do you feel like you had a lot of grace for yourself right away? Or do you feel like you you like were you kind of the person who was like, all right, I'm going to be flexible. Like I know change is happening. Or was it kind of the other end of like, I have to do everything that I normally do in the way that it gets done. Like, how did you cope? Where, where, what was your reaction to everything just with COVID in general? What would you say? Uh, that's something just personally, I'm not great at is giving myself grace. Mm -hmm. I am, have Same. always been uh, very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. So COVID hits and, you know, like I'm struggling with my mental health mm -hmm. and I'm trying to get my dissertation done. I'm trying to teach students. I'm trying to find a job. I'm trying to do all these things. So I was trying to be like, go, go, go. And when I wasn't go, 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 it was like guilt tripping myself. Like, yes. oh, you should, you should be doing more or so yeah. So uh, it took me a long time to kind of get out of that. Uh, to start being a little more flexible with myself. And mm -hmm. I would say it, at that time when I had all of those different things on my plate, the job, the schooling, the teaching, when I had all those things on my plate, I definitely um, was not very flexible with myself. But mm -hmm. once I kind of got Auburn off, off my back and I graduated and I finished all that, I'm... Uh, I'm much better at that now as I'm just trying to like figure out one job right now is yeah. being, being a professor. So I'm, I'm much better at giving myself some grace and being flexible and uh, kind of even just like taking time for me now, um, now that I have just a little less going on. Yeah, definitely. What would you say uh, is something that keeps you grounded or not even just grounded, but like just coping with stress now, even, even if you have a lot of stuff to grade or, you know, uh, what would you say is something that is like your go-to for like, this is definitely like 
you know, if you had like one or two things that really help you, what would you say they would be? Uh, I would honestly just say my people. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's the, it's the people that, uh, keep me grounded. And honestly, I cannot imagine having to endure this pandemic if I were still in Alabama. Mm. Um, so like now that I'm in Pittsburgh, all my family's in Pennsylvania, I'm here with my boyfriend. Um, that has been huge, uh, huge for me, uh, is just being able to, to, although not as much as I would like just being around people that I love mm-hmm. and, um, and care about. And I also want to add is that in addition to my people keeping me grounded, I have to say I am all for therapy. Um, mm. my, my weekly meetings with my therapist are something that I never change. And, um, honestly, it's been, it's been huge for me. It's been mm. really, um, great for me to kind of, um, give myself some more grace. It's, it's been really nice to kind of reflect on, um, this past year and honestly Mm -hmm. my entire life and just getting to know myself a little bit more and what makes me tick and what is going to, I guess, help me more in the future because, um, the whole go, go, go and sitting and stressing about the things I'm not doing wasn't helping me. Right. Um, right. It wasn't helping me. It was just tearing me up more and, and making me more anxious and stressed. Right. Um, so it's, it's, it's been uh, huge for me and I am a pro therapy person for everyone. I don't care if you have problems or not. Yeah. I think <laughs> I will be a lifer with, yeah. <laughs> with some a kind of therapist. Yes. Get a little tattoo of that. It's like yes. a lifer right here. <laughs> yes, exactly. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think well, I love both of the things that you said. So I'm going to start with the community piece and then yes. talk about that because I think I had done like a podcast on this like a whole year ago, but just how underrated it is to value community and the people around you because like isolation is just not good. And so as soon as that whole term of like social distancing came mm-hmm. out, I was like, no, we need to still socialize with people and be around people and be safe while doing it and all of that. But just even just the community, like we are virtual right now, but just the connection to be able to talk back and forth with people, I think is so important. And so I'm so glad that you had people that were nearby and you had family and you had your boyfriend and just people to be able to like recenter you and remind you of things and like normalize what is hard and all of that, because it's just, it's hard. (laughs) Like it still is hard, but people just make a difference. They do. Yeah. And I guess from being on the other end of that, being so far away from my people for so long, Mm -hmm. um, I was in Virginia at James Madison and then I went Mm -hmm. to Auburn right away. So for those five years, I, I wasn't constantly around my people. So it was uh, FaceTime calls and phone calls and endless group messages. Uh, but while those like were great, it just wasn't the same. And coming back home has been like such a reset for me and such like a breath of fresh air that um, I, I just, I, I credited a lot to my sanity in the, in the last year for sure. Yeah. That is so, there are definitely, I don't know what I would have done without the two housemates that I live with. Like mm-hmm. it just is, it's helpful. Proximity matters. And if you can, you know, video call and get connection that way, but yeah, having that proximity nearby is so good. And, and I, and to, to go on to the second part that you said about therapy. So 
this is not, I didn't mean to talk about this at all. I had no plans of it, but there is such a stigma around like mental health and going to counseling and, Mm -hmm. and all that. So I'm sure you have thoughts on that. I would love for you to share, because I think it is, I think it's important for everyone at some point to go to counseling, um, for whatever reason, even if it is to just like sift through, like what makes you tick, like you said, or if it is to like get deeper healing in some Mm -hmm. way for whatever had happened. And so, or just to deal with the pandemic, but how do you go about like the stigma of all of that? Um, I know that I have my own like two cents on it being a health teacher, but I want to hear from you, like what yeah. Have you always had that like mindset of it or is this kind of newfound because, you know, you're like, you're a lifer now. So I would love to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> I would say I was not always uh, mm-hmm. like this. Uh, I, I understand the the stigma with, uh, with mental health and therapy. I, I get that. And I'm sure that that was me at one time or another, but Uh, I think I I got into it into therapy as more of um, at this point, it's it's definitely like I'm a lifer. It's Mm -hmm. uh, I enjoy it. It's something that uh, I feel like I um, like I want to do. Mm -hmm. However, I got into it as in in more of a need like I I needed it Um, just being uh, a in my, in my PhD program, uh, trying to balance that being far away from home and going through, um, a really emotionally abusive, toxic relationship, mm. um, is what put me in therapy. And, uh, I'm so thankful for it, uh, to, to this day. And, um, like I said, I'm, I'm a lifer now, but, uh, I just had to personally over overcome the stigma and, mm-hmm. uh, because I saw, how much it was helping me and all the benefits um, that I personally was uh, was receiving from it. So um, I just had to like overcome it. And that's, um, it's a conversation I actually have with my therapist now is that I've mm-hmm. kind of overcome this um, hurdle of therapy. I will tell yeah. anybody that I'm in therapy. I will drop it in common conversations. Be like, oh, I can't, I said it to you when we were scheduling. Yeah, oh, I'm not sure what my schedule looked like because I need to talk with my therapist first. You, mm-hmm. you know, So um, it's something I just am very comfortable talking about. However, on the other end um, of this mental health stigma, and, and this is the conversation that I've had with my therapist before, mm-hmm. is that I struggle with um, being cool with talking about medication. Whereas mm-hmm. like I, I take an anti-anxiety medication, but it's mm-hmm. like not something, um, I'm so, op- I o- so openly share with right, people. Right. Well, I mean, I'm sharing that with you now, but yeah. it is something I'm also working on because mm-hmm. I, I do believe that the two pieces together have, um, really, really helped me become me again. Cause yeah. there was a, a period of time where I, I didn't feel like me. Right. That's so good. I, I definitely think that therapy can, you will, you will learn stuff about yourself that you didn't even realize was there, but, but you'll get a whole tool bag, a whole tool mm-hmm. bag, and whatever is in that, whether it is a, a small snippet that your counselor says to you, or if it is something like medication that is that, that is helpful to you. I think that is, I just really admire your um, just your confidence and your boldness to share, because I think that that needs to happen more because that's how you get rid of a stigma and it's being able to normalize it and say that this is something that is good for me, that it's helped me, 
because um, it gives permission to other people to do the same thing. And so I just think that is really, really good. So thank you for sharing that and um, expanding and all of that. Okay. okay, I have like two last questions for you. Um, but I would love to hear about how you think you have grown since March slash like a life lesson. So you've kind of touched on this a little bit, but if you were to, you can either separate those into two, but like, how do you think you've grown life lesson, mash them together, mix them up, however you want to share with that. Okay. Um, I'll probably keep them separate. Cause I think, okay. um, since last March, um, I, I would say 2020 was just like a weird year. And like the, the thing that like got me through 2020 was just this idea to like, keep pushing, mm. like it sucks. And these times are not great, but just like, maybe I'm barely getting by, but I'm getting by kind mm-hmm. of just to, to keep, to keep on going. Uh, so that was definitely, um, something that like I, I told myself, uh, very, very frequently. However, um, I've kind of like, that was 2020 and yeah. we know, um, whatever this new normal is, and, and we know things aren't going to be normal for, for a little while longer. Um, so while I pushed through 2020, I'm, I'm a very corny, like every year I pick a word, um, a word. yeah. So my word of the year this yeah. year is growth. So I, I really want to, while, while 2020 was like, I pushed, I pushed and I made it through maybe by the skin of my teeth, but, um, in 2021, like I really want to like grow and flourish. Um, so that would, I, I, I guess grown and that would be how I grew since last March would just be this idea of honestly perseverance, but like, yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean it was my best. Mm-hmm. Um, like this idea of keep pushing, it was um, sometimes it was the bare minimum and, uh, some days were great, but mm-hmm. here, here we are now, like right. here we are now kind of like closer to hopefully the end of this. Right. Some days were good. Some days were not good at all, <laughs> but you're here and you're standing. And I feel like, I feel like to have a word like growth or even flourish, like mm-hmm. it means that like, I just get this whole visual of you like uh, planting something in the ground and it's like you got to dig up everything like in order yeah. for, in order for something to truly flourish like you got to get at all the roots you better you better pull up whatever dead stuff was previously there yeah. plant that seed which is all that you learned in 2020 and then you got to take care of it and you got to have that self care and you have yeah. to like spend time with your people to be able to like grow in the way in the season that you can and so i think I think that's so good. That's awesome. Oh, that was such a cool analogy that you just like made up on the spot though. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. It just like dropped into my head. So I was like, well, maybe this makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> well, yeah. All right, cool. So I am going to wrap up. Do you, I think you shared your life lesson and, and you answered both of those. Yeah. I don't want to sure. cut you off on anything. Yeah. Um, okay. But I'm going to wrap up with some fun questions okay Okay. so these are like you know uh speed round some I don't know really what to call them um but I'm gonna start off with how do you drink your coffee and I will just I will just say if you're not a coffee drinker there's no judgment um but if you're not a coffee drinker you can share another drink of choice but how do you take your coffee if you are 
one. I'm sure my dentist would prefer me not to be a coffee drinker, but I am a coffee drinker and I take my coffee black. (gasps) Me too. Same. All right. It took me some time to get there. Same. Me too. But then you're sold on it. It's like, I'm never going back. I know it's low calorie. It gives me the boost that I need. Yep. Yep. Okay. Do you have a particular kind of roast now? So we're getting more specific. Um, I'm not, I'm not much of a coffee snob or anything like that. Um, not, not if you, if you are kudos to you. Um, I don't think I really understand it enough. Like I think I just go in and I'm like, can I get a light roast? And that's what I say. I don't care what country it's from or how it's brewed. (laughs) Exactly. But I like, I do like a flavored coffee, like Mm. a hazelnut coffee or something like that is, is, is good. But I'll also drink just plain black coffee. Nice. Well, we're <laughs> two people on the pod. This is why I had you on the podcast. <laughs> two psychopaths. People are yeah, psychopaths. That's that. what that's what most people would say. Yeah. I'm like, you know what? I would I don't want to drink my calories, okay? Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. If you could have a superpower, what would it be? Teleportation. 100%. Get from A to B in the blink of my eye, snap of my finger. So Absolutely. good. Nice. Um, all right. What is one area you want to take courage in, in 2021? And so by definition of taking courage, meaning like pursuing a new hobby, being bolder, trying something new, things like that. So, like I said, like my word is going to be growth. So I really do want that to kind of like guide my year, whether that is like growth in my relationship in my finances in my career, um, growth within my family relationships as well. Um, so I, something I did not have the opportunity to do as much as I like to do when I was in school is read, like Mm -hmm. read for leisure. Um, I was reading research articles and textbooks and that would sometimes put me to sleep at night, you know? So I, I want to, to read more and learn more, uh, not just about teaching and kinesiology. Mm -hmm. I I want to, whether those are like self-help motivational books or just like a mindless fiction every now and again. Uh, so yes, reading more is definitely what, uh, I would like to do in 2021. Awesome. That's so good. Yeah. I've, I'm trying to commit to a book a month myself because I don't okay. like to be over ambitious. I'm yes. kind of a slow reader. So I like, I need to be like weary with it, but I'm currently reading Atomic Habits by okay. Jane Clear. It's, I 100% recommend. It's very, very good. Um, it's like a, it's a personal development type of book. Okay. Ties in a lot of personal stories which so it makes it feel like kind of like a st- storytelling, but then he just talks about like creating positive habits in your life and then getting rid of bad ones. And it's so good. Nice. Yeah. I'm reading right now, even though it is fiction, it's called anxious people. It just kind of resonated with me, um, <laughs> with how I'd been feeling. Uh, but right, it is, right? it is, it is fiction, but it's, it's very good. Highly recommend it. If uh, right, anyone nice. looks for something, it's kind of about like, um, there's like a robbery and a hostage situation and it's kind of piecing together all of the people who are a part of the hostage situation. So you, like get, to, you get to know, yeah. And you get to know a little bit about them. Um, it's not really a mystery cause you know, who does it, um, from oh, the beginning. Okay. But it's, it's like about all the different personalities of those involved in, in the hostage situation. Oh, wow. So interesting. So it, it is. It's interesting. It's written really, really cool. Um, 
of like each chapter is almost like a different person. It bounces around a bit. So oh, it's keeping my attention right now. That is super cool. That's <laughs> awesome. All right. That's great. Um, cool. Well, you're welcome to share this. You don't have to, but where could, if someone wants to connect with you and is like, wow, this cool, this girl is really cool. Like I want to be friends with her or I want to like see, see what she's up to as a professor. Like how can people connect with you if they wanted to, yeah, hear more about you or what you're up to. So I did, when I started uh, teaching, I did create like a teaching Instagram page to kind of put up like what's going on in my virtual classroom. Oh, so Uh, so, awesome. Yeah. So it's, um, it's a fun little place. If you want to stop by, you can uh, follow me. It's at doctor dot C underscore SBU. Perfect. Thank you. I I try to remember to post every week, but it's hard sometimes. It is hard. It is hard. There is no obligation to post. You you post when you want to. It should still it should bring you joy. Yes, and it does. And I like to connect. It's so fun because my students follow me and I can follow them back then because it is like more of a professional outlet. And it's so fun to connect and engage with them in that um, additional way since I'm am remote and I'm not with them on campus. Right. And they can feel like they get to know you in a more like personally professional way. So I think that's really cool. That's awesome. Nice. Well, that is all I have for today. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, I really appreciate just your authenticity and um, just your passion. I feel like for what you do just kind of screams through the screen and the microphone. So thank you so much for coming on with it with me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you thinking of me to do this. Of course. All right, you guys. So there you have it. That was the conversation between Bren and I. I feel like we could have talked for a very long time. I love that she um, just highlighted the importance of needing to find grace for herself and how this year for her is just focused on growth. I love that word. I just think that that can be applied to so many people of of this year that's coming up, being willing to grow and adjust and change and evolve into a better person. And so I just, I hope you enjoyed that conversation, listening to it as much as I enjoyed recording it with her. Um, She is a powerhouse woman and I know is impacting her students in amazing, amazing ways. So Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, Definitely make sure that you are subscribing to the podcast. That way you can see when the next episodes are going to be released. And it's just going to be a surprise of the next woman that I'm going to interview in terms of having a COVID conversation. Um, But thank you guys for listening today and um, get excited for the next one. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. You could be listening to lots of other things, and the fact that you chose this podcast means so much. If you have a few extra moments today, I would really love if you could drop a review or subscribe or even just leave a comment letting me know what you thought of today's episode or sharing things that you would want to see more of. Or you could even share this podcast with someone who maybe needs today's message, like a friend or a family member. If you want to get connected with me in another way, Instagram is the platform where you can find me the most often. My handle is at Miss Tori J. That is M-I-S-S underscore T-O-R-I-J-A-Y. And we can connect on there. I hope you all have a great rest of your morning, afternoon, or evening. Until next time, stay courageous.